the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. You know, a, a while back, years ago, when I believe it was Bill O'Reilly. Who remembers Bill O'Reilly and the O'Reilly Factor, right? <laughs> but I can remember, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago when he started talking about the war on Christmas and everybody was telling him how insane he was and, you know, and, and how crazy it was. And, you know, at that time, it did seem like Christmas was still solidly a part of the American culture and American way of life. And that there was some pockets of pushback against it and some pockets of um, denying nativity scenes and, and, and other things happening. But, uh, but he was actually prescient and where we're at now in society is that I don't, I have not heard one person say Merry Christmas to me in a store. I have not seen one Merry Christmas advertisement. I have not, I don't see Christmas decorations much anywhere except for black Santas that, and, 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 that looked to me worse than lawn jockeys. But the worst situation that we've got going on in this country is the support of Satan in our country. And recently that we've, everybody was talking about the satanic display in Iowa and we kind of brushed over it on the show and talked about it briefly. You know, I've been talking for a while about the battle of good versus evil and the soul of this country. And that was squarely on display. And one of the things, when I talked about the story, I talked about it a little too much, I think from a political standpoint in terms of the Ron DeSantis campaign, because DeSantis, the DeSantis campaign was defending Defending it because the Iowa governor wasn't taking it down. And since she endorsed Ron DeSantis, the DeSantis team wasn't coming out hard against the Iowa governor. But then I saw this piece written by Cheryl Chumley, who's been on the Andrea K show um, before. And, and, it, and she said in, the title of her piece was Christians could do more to boot Satan at Christmas. And I thought, you know what? We've got to talk about this. I had to bring her on. Cheryl Chumley joins me now to discuss how important it is that we not just complain about uh, symbols and things that we don't like, but that Christians need to actually do something about it. Cheryl Chumley, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, it's so great to be with you. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about um, one of the things that I liked in your in your article about this this situation, and 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 I've and I've catched everybody up to the fact that finally this the display came down because a veteran, Officer Cassidy, took the thing down and went and turned himself in. Um, but Christian stood back, like the Iowa governor, and didn't do anything to stop it, in spite of the fact that, according to your article, this was actually in violation of Iowa's state constitution, right? Well, it's interesting because that argument came from a Republican in the state government who works in the state capitol who was making the case that Iowa's constitution 
would deem, if you read the wording correctly, would deem such a display as unconstitutional. So he was ready, willing, and able to make the fight. But the governor didn't have the appetite for it. And the governor just sort of shrugged her shoulders and said, well, it's a First Amendment issue. Uh, We have to let it go forward, yada, yada. We all have heard that before. But, you know, if we have somebody who's willing to make the fight on something as wicked as a satanic display at Christmas time alongside a nativity scene, then we should certainly back that fight. And if we don't have somebody willing to make the fight, well, that just shows how far we've we've strayed as a nation from our God-given individual liberties uh, DNA. But it also opens the door for one of us to step forward and make the fight. If we can't fight Satan at Christmas, who are we as a nation? Well, right, and this is this has been a long time coming. As I've as I talked about at the open of the segment with Bill O'Reilly, I mean, it started with, you know, um, stores running Happy Holiday ads instead of Merry Christmas, and you know, it's it's been death by a thousand cuts to the point to where the American people have been lulled into just accepting the fact that we don't have Christmas on school calendars anymore. Um, school teachers can be trans and, you know, talk to their kids about sex and and sex parts all day long, but they can't wear a cross and talk about Jesus and talk about Christmas. And our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and values. And, And I think it's time for us to not even just support somebody like that Republican state senator or state legislature who was trying to push back against it. But I think we all have to, to, because if we all have to start stepping up in any way that we can, because our country, if you look at everything that's happening right now, Cheryl, it's, you know, you look at the anti-Semitic surge that's taking place in this country right now. Is that not a symbol of Satan taking root in this country? Satan is taking root bigger than even that satanic display. I see it on display in the behaviors in this country, in the politics, in the evil. There's no greater evil to me than Islamic terror and the genocide that took place in the attacks by Hamas on October 7th, which is the same ideology that wants to destroy this country. And there's no greater evil than that for me. And yet we've got all these young people, more than 50% of young people ages 18 to 24, Cheryl, think that Israel should be wiped out or uh, should be handed over to Hamas. Is that not representative of evil? Everything you just said, I agree with. And it actually underscores uh, the point that you made early on when you said death by a thousand cuts, right? What we're facing now in this nation is a thousand different battles, some of which you just rattled off, right? Because there are so many. It's like boom, 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 boom. They come Mm -hmm. to our minds and it's like, how do we fight? How do we fight? We've become so overcome and overwhelmed with evil. It's depressing and despairing to think of picking up and fighting each day. But the good news here is every problem that you outlined, along with the other 999 problems we're facing in this nation, goes back to one key issue. And that is the fact that we as a nation have turned away from God. If we put God back at the forefront of society, and by that I mean people start going to church, people start reading the Bible, people start living by biblical truths and principles, and teaching our children about the foundations of our nation being based on a quest for religion 
religious freedom and an ideal that individual rights come from a creator, which means that's not just a gift, it's a responsibility. You have to keep the creator at the helm of government, of society, of culture. If we start living like that, all mm-hmm. these other thousand problems, 10 of which you just rattled off, would naturally recede. Yeah. And everyone, every, all this evil would go back into the dark corners like it's supposed to. You're absolutely right. Uh, from Because it, it, it's so much of all of the issues that we're facing, whether it's from the border or the budget or this or that, it's all, so much of it is based on um, the rule of law, which is tied to our Judeo-Christian principles and values. That's the found, that U.S. Constitution, for example, that's being shredded in our court system uh, with a weaponized Department of Justice in the FBI is a violation of our Judeo-Christian principles and values that our rights, like you just said, that our rights come from God, not from man. And when it comes to the death from a thousand cuts, uh, I'm not sure what the original cut was. Um, but the, the Roe v. Wade did so much to destroy the soul of this nation because that probably, that one thing I think separated us from God probably more than anything else. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. And it's interesting you say, you turn to the Supreme Court decision to talk about a significant moment in American history where God turned from America, because i got a very distinct feeling in the pit of my stomach about Obergefell v. Hodges, the Supreme Court decision that ushered in gay marriage, which isn't even a thing, right? Same-sex people cannot marry because marriage is defined by God. But that ushered Mm -hmm. in the right for homosexual people to pretend like they can marry in this country and get rubber-stamped by the government. I saw that as a decided uh, moment in American history where God turned from us as well and and sort of, uh, you know, as an image, threw up his hands and, and mm-hmm. said, well, if you want to revel in your sin, America, have at it. I'll let you go. Yeah, excellent point. And now we see, I can remember clearly having um, I, I heard first Heather Cronk from the organization Get Equal on my show many years ago. And this was when uh, Proposition 8 was on the ballot. And, and you know, I, I had her on my show to discuss it. And I said, here's the thing, Heather. I said, this is your, your movement is not a civil rights movement because I don't believe you for a second that this is not going to this is not about anything but piercing. Christianity in this country, because the very people that are preaching and talking about separation of church and state want a religious designation on their relationship so that they can remove the civil rights from the rest of us and destroy this nation. Oh, no, no, no. She said, no, this is just, you know, about us wanting the same thing that straight people have. And I said, well, then you'd be okay with civil with civil unions. You wouldn't be looking for the designation of marriage. And now here we are where we've got children being recruited into transgenderism and being mutilated. Um, and we've got, you know, we've got some Democrat staffer having gay sex in the Senate. I mean, it's just complete debauchery in our country right now. And we've got, you're right. We've got to, to turn to the Lord. Going to church is great. But one of the concerns I have with that is that so many of our churches have turned their backs on the Lord and on biblical teaching. We even had the Pope. Uh, yesterday now saying that there is no moral standard when it comes to um, marriage and that uh, same-sex couples can be married in the church. 
Absolutely. And it's not just the, the Catholic Church, no. right? We no, have the Methodist Church has churches in this country about the preachers. preaching of social justice as something that's biblical. That is to say, if Jesus were here walking the earth in human form today, that he would be a socialist and he would be on board with all these social justice, equality, socialist programs that the left is pushing. And so you have to be, be very careful, right, and go to a church. And that's why when I talk about turning back to God, it starts with the individual. Individuals yes. have to commit to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Otherwise, our nation as a whole will suffer. And this is what we're seeing right now, the consequences of a nation that has decided it doesn't need God. You're right on, Cheryl Chumley. I'm so glad I had you on tonight. It's a reminder, and it also is a reminder uh, for me as an individual and as uh, you know a Christian that I need to have my hope is in him. He still sits on the throne, and whatever happens, I'm his child, and I know how this ends for me and this nation. Thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Cheryl Chumley. Right on. <laughs> Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. And we'll talk to you guys on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, five foot two and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is Taco Tuesday, but I'm not sure I'm going to be eating any tacos tonight. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm I've kind of lost my uh, appetite uh, given uh, some certain breaking news that we're going to get into on tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Uh, Y'all might need to sit down and uh, you might lose your appetite too. You might want to instead make yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, okay? Because we've got some breaking news tonight that has me warm, okay? Hot under the collar. So we're going to get to that in a moment though. Uh, What's the, what's this? There's a certain type. Let me give y'all a hint as to the breaking news story. There's a certain type of food that they eat in this state, um, that is, hmm, it's not particularly yummy. They tend to have to fool people into, um, trying it when they, when, um, they, they don't tell you, they're not honest with you as to what this food item is. It's kind of referred to as a, as like a cow pucky. Let me bring in my sidekick here. He's, he's a food item. His is nutritious. His is yummy. His is good for you to see if he knows what the, what the food item I'm talking about is. Hello, my dear friend, my sidekick. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. It's a food from it's a food this item. state. It's yes. This state is famous for a food item that if you nobody would ever eat it if they weren't <laughs> tricked into eating it the first time and it's related to cows. Hmm. 
Really? And it might as well be it might as well be a cow pie because that's how stinky, stench filled, <laughs> and disgusting this state is to me tonight. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you there. It's look, it's there's a, <laughs> something especially stinky going on. So I, I'm I'm very happy to that we're going to be talking about this. I'm not happy it's yes. happening, but um. Anyway, I don't know what the, what, what is this this mystery. We'll have to give it a Google. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, it's actually cow um, male parts on a cow. Oh and no! You know no. what I'm talking yeah, about. Okay, you know, all right. You know what these things—they're cow testicles. I can't believe they serve okay. that up. I can't believe. And they... these are served, and these are served in the state of Colorado. Wow! And um, at, at that they actually—and now I understand how how disgusting this state is because let me tell you guys the breaking news tonight. We thought that we had solved the problem in Colorado. Remember when a, a case had been brought to try to remove Trump and keep him off the ballot in Colorado? And we thought the case had been won. Well, here's what happened to refresh your memory. Back in in um, uh, in last month, I believe it was, uh, there was a, the court case to keep Trump off the ballot was heard. And a Colorado judge issued a ruling in November that concluded that Trump did engage in an insurrection, but that the decision fell just short of removing Trump from the state's 2024 ballot based on the 14th Amendment's insurrectionist ban. Well, it was appealed. And now the Colorado Supreme Court has literally removed President Trump from the state's 2024 ballot, ruling that he isn't eligible as a presidential candidate because of the 14th Amendment's insurrectionist ban. I hope they all choke on their cow testicles tonight. This is absolutely, here's what they said. The Colorado Supreme Court issued a completely, uh, no, this is Trump's response. I'm getting ahead of myself here. This is a story that keeps getting updated. The Colorado Supreme Court had, quote, little difficulty finding that January 6th constituted an insurrection. The court said in its ruling that there was, quote, substantial evidence that Trump laid the groundwork to claim the 2020 election was rigged in Joe Biden's favor even before the election and worked to pressure Republican officials in various states to overturn the results. The court found that Trump's messages in the lead up to the January 6th rally at the Ellipse in Washington, D.C., quote, were a call to his supporters to fight and that his supporters responded to that call. The former president, the court found, also put a, quote, significant target on Vice President Mike Pence's back when he tweeted on January 6th that Pence needed to send electoral votes back to the states. I need to stop there. Do you see why I'm, I'm so upset tonight? This is, we have no justice system in this country. The entire federal government right now, their sole purpose is controlling the outcome of our our elections. That's the entire purpose. That's why there's nothing the federal government is doing right now dealing with the scourge that's at the border. In fact, the purpose of the open border is is to also play into controlling the outcome of elections. Everything that this federal government is doing right now is about controlling the outcome of the elections through trying to stop President Trump from trying to destroy President Trump financially, like in the in the case in New York City, whether it's continuing to expand the Jan 6 uh, um, uh, expand the number of Jan 6 convicted uh, citizens so that they can put them in the gulag. In fact, I've got a breaking story to share with you guys that has evolved with the D.C. Capitol Police. It's all ultimately every bit of it, whether it's about covering up the crimes. We've got breaking news tonight to share with you guys about Hunter Biden 
It's all ultimately about controlling the outcome of our elections. Now, this is, according to the latest update here on this uh, story, is that uh, the uh, it's uh, this ruling was four to three, and it will be placed on hold pending an appeal until January 4th. Uh, it will now uh, go to the Supreme Court. Uh, John Roberts is trending tonight on Twitter because he is expected uh, to, I don't know how this works. Sometimes when things go to an appeal in the Supreme Court, it's on a rotation as to which justices um, there's, there's, you know, it doesn't go to all nine typically um, in terms of, because I think the way it works, the process is, is they have to decide whether or not they're even going to take it. Are they going to send it back? Um, and I think um like in the case when 2020, when Texas and 24 states joined in with Texas to file a lawsuit and they filed and petitioned the Supreme Court uh, to um, Texas sued Pennsylvania and 20 something other states joined in. There was only, I think, one justice that actually reviews it and decides whether or not they're going to take it up. I'm not sure here. Um, but Trump, the Trump campaign said that they will swiftly file an appeal and so this will likely end up to the Supreme Court. Sesame Broccolini, your thoughts on this? I mean, it's it's all different kinds of disturbing. I think I think one of the, the, the scariest parts that you're really touching on here when it comes to the sanctity of our elections or, or the I should say the um, lack thereof is the fact that the state Supreme Court is able in Colorado is basically saying we don't care what the voters of Colorado have to say. We don't care what the candidates of Colorado have to say. We have our own agenda, and for our own reasons, we've decided somehow that Trump did something that we think amounts to some sort of insurrection, which I already know it doesn't. I don't think so legally um, or politically or any. I think that's completely false um, for so many different reasons, and and we can talk about those more. But I, I think the most disturbing thing is just to watch us you know, to watch this illusion of what I thought was a democracy sort of come unglued and start to realize, actually, there are lots of different actors in the system who are able to basically override what the people actually want, what the voters on the ground actually want. And that's, this and that's is voter suppression. I'm yes, it is. For interrupting. But this is voter suppression. I mean, the Democrats are always guilty of what they accuse the Republican Party of. They are. It's it's like Alan Dershowitz always said. He says, I voted against Trump before and I and I should have the opportunity to vote against him again and not have some court or some judges or even the Supreme Court to keep, deny me my vote. And every one of these cases, whether it's Colorado, whether it's Fannie Willis, whether it's Jan Six, Alvin Bragg, Letitia James, Florida. Every bit of it is voter suppression. It's about denying the voters the right to vote. Everything that they mention here in this case, Donald Trump had the right. I don't care whether it's the 14th Amendment in, you know, in, that they're trying to use from the Constitution or the state. Uh, you have the right under the U.S. Constitution to petition your government. You have the right to petition the government when it comes to the outcome of elections. I was looking today and watching the video of Jamie Raskin, who stood there and tried to stop the counting of electors uh, from his state. And he was asked by Joe Biden in 2016, do you have uh, this in writing? Do you have it signed by the senator? Do you have such and such? And he's like, no, I don't. Then Joe Biden's like, get out of here. And that was the Democrats in 2016. He didn't even follow. There is a, there is a process that the U.S. Constitution outlines and Jamie Raskin didn't follow it. 
So every so this is absolutely unconstitutional. The average American uh, either doesn't understand that or is a Democrat and just doesn't care because they're happy to have the voters voting rights denied. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're hoping some people in Colorado are choking on the Rocky Mountain oysters tonight. I wonder, our good friend Ted Harvey, who's running to replace Ken Buck for a congressional seat in in, uh, Colorado, he's going to be with us next. And I reached out to him as soon as I heard this story to get his perspective because nobody knows more about the state of Colorado and what this might mean for Trump going forward than Ted Harvey. So stay with us. He'll be with us next. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. I don't understand the state of Colorado at all. Not just the fact that they eat these Rocky Mountain oysters, which is cow parts. This is the same state, by the way, that told uh, women uh, that they needed to use their bodily fluids to fend off rapists. So I don't understand the state at all. It's far, they've got great powder snow, by the way. If you, if you want to do any, any snow skiing, uh, the powder snow is great, but the rest of the state is off the rails mentally for me. There's one bright light when it comes to Colorado though. And that is my good friend, Ted Harvey, former Colorado state Senator, and now running for Congress to replace Ken Buck in the state of Colorado. I reached out to him as soon as I heard this story that Trump had been kicked off the ballot in Colorado because I'm hoping he can help it make sense to me. Ted Harvey, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Well, good evening. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, Ted. Uh, you, it, can you explain this to me and make us non-Coloradans feel better about what y'all are doing there? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, this will immediately get appealed all the way to the Colorado Supreme Court. The, the, the courts in Colorado cannot deny citizens such as myself the ability to vote for a, a candidate that we want to for president of the United States. That, that they don't have the power to do that in the Constitution, and um, we're going to continue to fight against it. It, it, this story, and I know we had you on when the case was, was first adjudicated, and it was a win for Trump. But but now, evidently, it was only a partial win because the lower court did find supposedly that Trump was guilty of insurrection, just not enough for them to remove him from the ballot. It to me, this this none of that makes any sense. And it's not because I don't understand legalese. It's because this is just another blatant example of the shredding of the U.S. Constitution by a court in order to control the outcome of elections. And even if this case is going to be appealed, it will be heard by the U.S. Supreme Court by January 4th. Um, but will this, is it too late, or will we see other states begin to try to follow suit on this? Well, they've lost in every state that they've tried to do this. In this situation, what the lower court said, the first court said, is that yes, the president was involved in an insurrection, but um, under the 14th Amendment, he, the president of the United States cannot be charged with insurrection because he's president of the United States. So then that was appealed by the people who were 
brought the lawsuit in the first place, and they appealed that to the Colorado Supreme Court, and the Colorado Supreme Court said that the president could be charged with um, insurrection, and so that means he can be taken off the ballot because the lower court already ruled that he was responsible for insurrection, which is total BS, as everybody knows. Totally. One of the things that galls me is that the court found that Trump put a target on Vice President Pence's back when he tweeted that Pence needed to send electoral votes back to the states. Democrats are always trying to send electoral votes back to the states, and nobody and, and nobody's life was threatened. In fact, uh, no Vi- Vice President uh, Pence's life wasn't threatened. In fact, my friend Ed Martin has spent hours looking at Jan Six tapes and wants to know who Mister Coffee is because the the um, the gallows that was set up was obviously an inside job, just like Vivek Ramaswamy said, the entire thing was an inside job. And it's not lost on me that President Trump and others are being persecuted and prosecuted because they dare to question an outcome of the election while the government persecuting and prosecuting them is, is doing every bit of this to control the outcome of elections. Yes. Yeah. And what's even more frustrating is not just the Democrats that are doing this. Here in Colorado, as I've told your audience before, it wasn't just Democrats that brought this case. It was a mm. former Republican CU regent, my former Republican CU regent, former chief of staff to Governor Bill Owens, um, and several other prominent Republic, rhino establishment Republicans that were a part of the lawsuit to keep him off the ballot. The establishment is freaking out to have Donald Trump be president of the United States because they know they're going to lose their power. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not lost on me that this is coming right on the heels of bad news for, you know, with with Hunter Biden. There's more every time there's more information that comes out about the Biden crime family, then there's more that comes out in a court against Donald Trump. Uh, you know, we found out yesterday that uh, there were a- a FBI tapes of James Biden bragging about, you know, trying to sell influence using his brother's name, using Joe Biden's name caught on FBI tapes. And I believe this was actually tied to Hunter Biden's laptop. So that comes out yesterday, the day before. We also have new polling numbers, which shows that, uh, you know, Trump in polls are uh, is so far ahead of Biden that he's actually outside uh, the margin of a fraud. So they, they, you know, so I think that's one of the reasons why they pulled the trigger on this. And, and just like uh, the more there was bad news uh, about Hunter Biden, we would see more filings from Jack Smith in Florida. We saw Fannie Willis pull the trigger on her indictments down in Florida. So, you know, I, where do you see this going, progressing down the line all of this weaponization in the courts. I know nobody has a crystal ball, but you've been you've been inside politics for too for, for too long to not have the experience and the wisdom to be able to say, I think he survives and here's what I think is gonna happen. Can you give us your predictions? You bet. He's definitely gonna survive. Even if he's taken off the ballot in Colorado, Colorado was going to go blue anyway for, for Biden. So um, this is a Colorado ruling. This isn't a federal ruling. And um, I think that it's no matter what happens here in Colorado, he's going to be on the ballot in all the other states in the country. And he is going to 
be the next president of the United States. Because like you said, he's winning by over 7% in all of the swing states that he lost in the last election. And he's only going to, it's only going to widen as we get closer to the 2024 election. Let's talk about your congressional race, because you're telling me the state's going to go blue for Biden. Uh, we've got to get some better representation going on in Congress. I mean, Kevin McCarthy calling Gates a psycho and Kevin McCarthy elbowing Burchett in the back. And then they expelled Santos, you know, before he'd even had his day in court. Uh, you know, we've got to get some sanity. We've got to get some sane people in D.C., Ted Harvey. Tell us about your com- campaign and, and how we can help you. Well, thank you. You know, Colorado is a blue state, but my district, District 4, is one of the most conservative districts in the United States. Trump won this district by 30%. So without a doubt, I am the most conservative candidate running. I have 13 years in the Colorado legislature and 10 years fighting for the MAGA movement and one of the largest pro-Trump pacts in the country. And um, I feel pretty confident I can win this race if we have the money. But uh, we just got into the race and doing everything we can to raise the money necessary to, to uh, win this seat. And if any of your listeners would like to go to tedharvey.com, we'd appreciate a donation. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that uh, Coloradans aren't exactly a border state, but I know there's a lot of illegals that are pouring into Colorado. That in the economy, I mean, it should be it should be a landslide victory for conservative congressional candidates and for Trump. Um, but we know the Democrats are going to do everything they can to steal. We know that they're going to do everything they can to lie about all the candidates. And so we've got to support the good conservatives and, uh, tell everybody why you over anybody else running. Well, when I was in the legislature, I passed a law in Colorado to outlaw sanctuary cities. Um, I passed a law to require a group of citizenship to be able to vote and voter ID to be able to vote. And over the next several years, I saw the Democrats take control of Colorado and rip all of those pills out of Colorado state statute. Hmm. I passed the only abortion restriction in Colorado, the Parental Notification Act. And um, I was one of the leaders on election integrity before Donald Trump was even president. I was pushing for election integrity in Colorado. Um, you were so MAGA, these have been issues MAGA was I've been cool. fighting for, and I will continue to do so when I go to Washington, D.C. Yep. You were MAGA before MAGA was cool, my dude. Yep. And yep. I appreciate your being here tonight. Thank you for being available to me on the fly like this. I feel a little bit better after having you on, and God bless you and your campaign. Appreciate it. Tell everybody one Thank more time you. the website. Have one a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Andy. One more time the website. TedHarvey.com. Pretty straightforward. Merry Christmas, my dear. You as well. God bless. Thank you. All right, you guys stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. <laughs> I, saw, <laughs> I saw this clip earlier 
And y'all know, you long-time Andrea K. Show listeners, you know that I'm a recovering NFL addict. Like, I used to be obsessed with the NFL. Every morning with my coffee, I watched ESPN. And I loved Skip Bayless and Stephen A. I mean, I was all about the NFL. So I had to watch this interview today with former NFL coach Rex Ryan because I used to watch him when he was, you know, still coaching. And I see that he, I guess... He had been he had been criticized for a story that he told about ditching his wife and going on a trip without her, and it got me thinking about what 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 you guys might think about this. And I have some I have some thoughts on this. But first of all, let's let's play this clip clip from Rex Ryan, and then I want to get your perspective on this. Sesame Broccolini. I'm flying from New York after. Our show, right. after Get Up, I'm flying a direct f- flight from JetBlue. Outstanding, by the way. Mm-hmm. Even though they put me in a middle seat on the way home, so uh, I don't understand that. But anyway, I fly down a direct shot to to Cancun. Right. My, my, my Mickey, my wife goes in to, to board our dogs. Well, one of them has got this new cough or whatever that's going around. They're not allowed. She's not allowed to board the dog. So... I did what every man who's been married exactly. for 37 years. You you packed up your stuff and went home and spent the week with your wife and your sick dog. No, of course not. I went down to Cancun, <laughs> went with, you know, I'm the third wheel on the thing. But, you know, I'm sitting back there and drinking beer and laying in, you know, having a good time in the ocean and enjoying the sun. Of course, that's what every man would do who's been married for 37 years. No. <laughs> Now, he's been married longer than you're alive, Sesame Broccolini, but I got to tell y'all, I don't have any problem with this. My sister and brother-in-law have been married since they were kids, 19 and 24, been married forever. And let me tell y'all, if it, my brother-in-law might have gone back, but I don't think so. And I guarantee you, my sister would have been in Cancun, okay? Because you got, especially if you got a trip planned and you're going with another couple and you're just going to both bag them, no, you're going to go and have fun, right? You've been married for 37 years. You don't need to be joined at the hip. So I'm on Rex Ryan's side in the story. Y'all can email me and tell me what you think, andreacasio.com, andreacasio.com. Sesame Broccolini, what do you think? I mean, it's pretty funny. I I don't know. I feel like that's a long, long time to be married. And I don't know. I mean, if you can set aside the part about being a third wheel on this vacation, you got a nice resort lined up. You got food and drinks and things to do. Cancun's beautiful. Go for it. You know, I don't know. I mean, find a way to fly her down at some point. I don't think there's anything wrong here. No, and... In fact, I'm I'm wondering if she didn't fake the the, the cough herself. I mean, how does he <laughs> how does he even know that the dog actually had a cough, or that wasn't her into the phone going? <clears throat> I can't. I'm not gonna be able to meet you down there, honey. <laughs> and then she's got a week in front of her Bravo shows, eating her bonbons and not having to shave her legs for a week. i'm kind of thinking she got the good end of this deal (laughs) i don't know i i'm curious to hear from some people that have married a long time what they think about this do they think that it was kind of what he shouldn't do or whatever but and and let me tell y'all rex they got bank okay this woman is not suffering lack of vacations right this woman is not suffering at home 
you know, shivering, we can't afford some heat or air conditioning or whatever if it's hot. Okay. So they're living a good life. I don't think he did anything wrong here. In fact, I'm not quite sure why this was so controversial. Is he a MAGA? Is he a Republican or something? Is that why suddenly this became like a big story? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Who who's who was talking about this? Where where'd you find this? I I I don't even know where was it I like saw it. Was it like a mainstream it. news story or was it Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. So well, I would guess that. if there's, I mean, if they're talking about it, there's got to be some angle, unless they're just really hungry for content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, he, he, another thing, well, maybe they're trying to avoid uh, that. Uh, oh, this is interesting. A little update here. Ramaswamy says he's going to withdraw from mm-hmm. Colorado primary ballot unless Trump is on it. Mm-hmm. Calls on GOP opponents to join. Once again, Vivek Ramaswamy just... This is a great opportunity for DeSantis oh to try my... to, to to win back the base. If he were, I, I would gain a lot of respect for... Even, even Nikki Haley I would gain respect for if she actually withdrew from the ballot and said, I won't be on that ballot if Trump's not on it. I, I want to see the other is... candidates. They won't do it, though. I, don't, I mean, do you think Ron's going to... What do you, do you think is going to happen? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I just think Vivek Ramaswamy just continues to to prove, you know, by forcing them and forcing their hand, he shows who they really are. Mm-hmm. He was asked in an interview uh, about Jan 6 and his and his only comment was that Trump should have pardoned them. He's He's gone soft. He's soft on the weaponization of the deep state and the DOJ because it seeks to benefit him. And Ramaswamy continues to highlight that as well as highlight the same thing for Nikki Haley. Um, if he's smart, he'll follow suit. Um, I, I wouldn't put money on it. I don't think DeSantis is smart enough. If he did, I would I would gain at least some respect for him on some you know principled level, even if I'm not going to vote for Ron DeSantis. Um, and even if he's not going to gain enough votes, he, do, he doesn't have enough votes at this point really to even revive his, his population, I don't think. But this could maybe save him long term. You know, he could mm-hmm. still have op- a chance at a long term career in politics and in the GOP. And he could be a part of the MAGA movement, I guess, still, because it doesn't belong to anyone to know that you're yeah. that you're really yeah. w- when the going gets tough. We need to know that you're going to be in the trenches right there for us, fighting alongside right. us, because that's what it means to be a man of the people. That's what you want your president to be, a man of the people. And right now that's Trump. So I'd like to Vivek is very smart right now. He's time and again, the savviest politician around town um, in this campaign besides Trump. So I don't know. I'd like to see Ron do it. I don't think he yeah. will, but I would gain respect for him. I don't, I, I think it would, I don't know. I think there's an opportunity yeah. here. I don't think he's going to well, take it though, but I right. wish he would. And, and yeah. And the thing is, is for DeSantis is that, um, you know, if, if he is the tough guy who's, who's going to be tougher than Trump and actually, you know, according to him and actually mm-hmm. be the guy to actually do something about the deep state, then they, he doesn't, does he not understand that they're going to come after him? Like you just said, in fact, there's, there's an FEC complaint right now against uh, his pack, never back down, accusing them of, of quite a bit of different uh, types of really um, fraudulent and criminal activities happening inside the pack. And um, you know, so they will go after him, it, the only one they wouldn't go after is uh, Nikki Haley because she's she's establishment, right? But if but they were they and they would go after her too. I, you know what? No, no, because it, 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 she. It's the establishment is one part of it, but it's as soon as long as you're politically useful, 
to them, then they will keep you yeah. around and they will protect you. Right. As long and as you're no longer you. helping them advance their agenda, they will throw you under the bus. Doesn't matter how long you've been by their side. That's what right. people like Nikki Haley fail to see. Right. In fact, we're going to talk more about Nikki Haley um, because we've got some updates on her and her campaign next hour, as well as some interesting comments by Tucker Carlson about her. We've also got next hour, we've got Gary Quackenbush with his news you can use and his quack and the whack stories and some breaking news regarding Jeffrey Epstein and a judge's orders. So much to talk about next hour. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. All right. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 